we have an amazing guest today. His name is Justin Allen, and I'm so pumped that he's here today. Um, so come on up, Justin. If you have never heard Justin, raise your hand. Awesome. Okay, yeah. Well, other than this weekend, yeah, sure. If you've never heard him before Friday or Saturday, raise your hand. Okay, most everybody, awesome. So here's the deal about Justin. We met several years ago um, in Brazil whenever I went to Randy's trip down in Brazil, and um, he had just moved to Pennsylvania as a student in the global school. So uh, Drew Ramirez is just about to go to the global school this next year, amazing school, and he was a youth pastor before, but he just got some hunger inside of him for more of God, and he got connected with global, and he was like, all right, we're going to basically sell it all. We're moving to Pennsylvania. We have no job, no money, no no house, no anything, just living by faith, and they get up there, and that's where we met. It was just like a month into the school, and um, since then, the Lord has just blessed him tremendously, poured out tons of favor. He got really uh, connected with Randy, Dr. Randy Clark, and so he became Randy's intern, and now he's one of Randy's associates. They have very few associates, and he's one of the associates. His job is to literally travel the globe and to proclaim the kingdom of God and to prophesy over people and to advance the kingdom of God everywhere he goes. And so we are extremely thrilled that he's here this morning, and I know that you're going to be blessed this morning. So let's pray for him, and then we're going to unleash him. So, Father, thank you for Justin. We thank you for his life. God, we thank you for everything that you're doing in Knoxville. Through them and all that you have planned for them, we thank you for the favor and the connections that you've given them all around the globe with different influencers and leaders in the kingdom. We thank you, God. We're asking for more and more and more and more, just more increase, more favor, more clarity, more direction, more of everything that you have for them. God, kick open those doors in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for his heart to come here to bless our church, to bless our house. We wholeheartedly open ourselves, open our lives and our hearts to the word of God through him today, and we receive it in Jesus' name. And all the people said, amen. amen. Thank you guys so much. You doing okay this morning? Oh man, I'm pumped to be here. I want to say uh, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for the opportunity to come here and share with you guys. I've, over the last, since Friday, Saturday, I've gotten to know um, <coughs> some of the core families in this church, and we got to spend some time with the kids yesterday going through some prophetic exercises and parents and I love that, how the, the kingdom operates through the medium of family, and uh, that's really cool. But it's been an honor to be with you guys. Thank you guys so much for hosting uh, me so well. I, I love it. I felt like I was at home from the moment I got here, and that doesn't feel that way everywhere, just so, just so I'm being honest with you. But I'm excited to um, jump into what the Lord has this morning. It was crazy. We were in prayer this morning. You were going through. I was very quiet because the Lord was just da 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 uh, I didn't know what I was going to talk about this morning at all when I got here, and I don't get nervous because I know the way God talks to me, and uh, he, he keeps a tight lip until right up at the moment, and uh, in prayer, people were sharing what the Lord was saying to them uh, through word of knowledge and through impressions and, and whatnot, and the Lord dropped a straight up, like, download prophetic word for you guys very specifically for where you are and where you're headed, um, so that's what I'm going to preach on this morning. Uh, it's a very... A very like line by line, point by point word is very unusual. I've never given one like this. Um, so I'm really encouraged about what God is doing in this church family and the families represented in this season. So I would encourage you uh, this morning, I'm sure they're recording, but take notes. I'm going to be, I, I don't normally say take notes when I talk. If you've listened to me this weekend, you don't take notes when I talk. You get the recording and listen to it later because otherwise your head will explode. <laughs> it's like Holy Ghost auctioneer kind of stuff going on in here. 
Um, uh, I do want to let you know, I, I brought a few resources with me. I just want to talk about a couple things real quick. And uh, the more you guys get, the less I have to take in a box with me back home. And that's just lighter luggage. Praise God. So uh, last night I talked about my encounter uh, within uh, the, the, the tempest, the storm of God's glory, where I actually was pulled into a physical storm that was the glory of God. And I alluded to it. I actually didn't go, get to go into great detail about it. Um, but it's recorded because I, I've actually... I shared this last night and throughout the course. I don't repeat things. I really, I, I talk for a living, like so I stand and I preach. I get very tired of my own voice, and I get bored easily, so I don't preach messages repetitively unless the Lord says, Justin, you share this again. And this particular encounter is different where the Lord told me after I had it that you are going to share this encounter all over the world. And as you share this encounter, it will open up realms for people to step into that encounter. And I've had the opportunity to literally share that encounter around the world. I shared it in Sydney, Australia. I've shared it in the UK. I've shared it in Brazil. I've shared it uh, Bethel and uh, Redding, California. And every time that I've shared it, there has been a commissioning that's come and it's it's actually launched people into greater understanding of their destiny. So uh, be, at the unction of the Lord, uh, we've been intentional about that. I've actually uh, been dictating it, and it's going to come out in some kind of book form. Uh, but if you're interested in knowing more about the details of that and having it, it's called Storm the Gates is the way we titled it. Uh, God came to me and said, I'm sending a storm of glory to the gates of hell, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I believe that the strategy for this end times revival is that God is not giving more anointing, but he's pouring out his glory on his sons and daughters to set captives free. Uh, so you can find that out there. And then also, uh, one of the, the dearest messages to my heart is um, how many of you understand that uh, the kingdom is now but not yet sometimes, and we wrestle and we struggle with like, yeah, all the promises of God, they're like, they're like yeah, and we, and we want to we wanna say amen to what he's already said, but sometimes we have to stand in faith believing when we don't see it in front of us, right? We get those prophetic words, you're going to go to the nations, you're going to see all of this happen, and then, you know, like I'm working, you know, digging ditches with my dad in a construction company. That doesn't feel like impacting nations. You know, when I'm shingling a roof in 120-degree heat in the middle of the summer, doesn't feel like blind eyes are opening. I just feel like I hate my life, you know. And uh, I had uh, prophetic words stacked up for, for years and years and years. Uh, you're going to go to the nations, you're going to go to all these nations, you're going to preach the gospel. Thousands, hundreds of thousands will be saved, miracle signs and wonders and all of that. And I find myself, you know, working with my dad and my brother in a, in a you know, a father-son construction company. And I didn't love what I was doing for a lot of years. And uh, I was haunted by these prophetic words. They just irritated me. Has anybody ever been irritated by the prophetic words over their life? It's like, would you please stop saying this? Because it isn't happening, God. I don't know if you see my current situation, but it's not exactly joy unspeakable and full of glory, right? I'm not tasting and seeing that you're so good right now. And uh, I actually, the Lord came to me and said, I'm not going to change your season until your heart's changed. And uh, he was very specific about, until you can do this as unto me, um, you're not ready to steward what I'm about to pour out on you. And the Lord took me through a season where now I get to travel full-time to the nations, preach the gospel, it's my job. Um, but the Lord really uh, recalibrated my heart towards my father and my brother and allowed me to see the glory that he was putting before me in the season that I was in. And uh, I actually got to a place where I greatly valued and appreciated that season. And I'm telling you that it doesn't matter your placement. It matters the position of your heart. So wherever you are right now, you can see the glory of the Lord and you can see the hand of the Lord in your life. And your ability to perceive it now will dictate how joyful you will be when he gives you the promise. 
So I have a message called uh, The Seed to Breakthrough. I believe firmly, strongly, because the Bible teaches it, because of the, the nature of what Jesus went through. I believe that disappointment, irritation, and frustration are seeds in your life that if you plant them and water them well, they will create breakthrough for you. So what you do with the frustration, if I don't see it happening, what, if you don't get mad at God, if you just like plan it and say, God, I love you, I trust you, you cause all things to work together, that one day those disappointments, when you don't get angry at God, that's going to be a, a mighty oak of righteousness that's going to break forth in your life, and you will eat the fruit of that thing. And I'm telling you that it's good, it's good, it's good. So if you find yourself struggling occasionally and uh, you want to reframe maybe disappointments as launching pads into your destiny, uh, I would check out that one. And I'm going to quit talking about that stuff. But, I mean, it's really close to my heart. It changed my life, and it changes. I love what I do now, but I could not do it, and I could be okay. I could literally quit today, go home, and just be a dad and work a 9-to-5 job, and I would be happy uh, because I can recognize the, the providence and the hand of the Lord in my life. And we can all do that because the pinnacle of Christianity and the pinnacle of rea- uh, revival isn't stadiums filled. It's God glorified. And God glorified looks like we're just obedient to the still, small voice of the Lord, right? And the still small voice of the Lord for me may be different than you. The, the greater call, the greater commission, the go of the gospel is, you know, go ye therefore. But it's also the as you go, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the leper. So that looks like um, a diversity of things. And, and I just really encourage the body of Christ that you, you can be you and it's okay. I want to see you in full glory, which you in full glory doesn't mean like you have to be a Reinhardt Bonnke or a Bill Johnson or a Heidi Baker. It just means like maybe you can just be you and that's okay. And maybe what he's asked you to do is enough, right? I don't have to try to do extra. I spent a lot of years of my life feeling like I was behind the curve, like I wasn't measuring up because I was measuring my life against other people. And comparison will put you in an early grave. <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't want to do that because there's always somebody more anointed. There's always somebody more gifted. There's always somebody better looking. You know, there's always somebody with more money in the bank. But God hasn't called you to be them. He's called you to be you. And you can't know who you are uh, fully until you actually know him fully. And there's this ebb and flow. And, and I just want to encourage you in that wherever you're at this morning, uh, God has a plan for your life, and you're probably more in step with what he's calling you to do than you realize. Um, so can we pray really quick to make it legal? And I'm going to jump into this word that I have for you guys. Is that cool? We'll try to get you out of here by 3.30, right? Is that right? Is that when you normally end? You're like, oh, Jesus, is he serious? We will find out. So, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we welcome you in this place. We thank you for your presence already in the midst of worship, prayer, and intercession. We thank you that you actually don't just drop down and leave really quickly. You actually abide and you hover uh, in in this place. I thank you that they have cracked open uh, realms and portals of your glory. And and I thank you that this is a thin place. I thank you that it's an easy access point to encounter you. I thank you for uh, Bethel uh, here in in Oklahoma. And I thank you, Lord, that it is a place. It is a a ladder situation, a going up and a coming down and a, and a going up and a coming down and a going up and a coming down. I thank you, Lord, for revelatory understanding and insight. I thank you for uh, testimonies from seasons past and seasons present and seasons to come uh, that will launch other people into their destiny. God, I thank you for the anointing uh, that rests in this place and the memorial stones uh, that are collectively represented here, God. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for uh, your faithfulness and your goodness that is a greater reality than anything that we face in life. And today we stand on the shoulders of giants and we stand on the prayers and intercessions and tears and blood and sweat of people that have gone before. And we are grateful for that. And we say yes and amen to what you want to do in the days ahead. And all God's people said amen, amen and amen. 
I am excited. I am excited. I am excited. Um, the, there's like a play on words kind of thing that the Lord is doing this morning. And uh, one of my brothers was here this morning sitting, and, and he was talking about something that he saw as we were praying about uh, the season that the Lord was bringing us into and also what's going on here. And, and maybe even there, there are always significant things that are happening, right? And I was talking to you last night about signs and wonders and signs that will accompany things that are happening, signs in the natural, and how God uses signs and wonders, not as judgments, but just like, hey, this is a stamp of approval that what God is doing through the prophets, he is, he is affirming with signs and wonders, or even his sons and daughters. You'll do things, and you'll make bold statements, and you'll begin to step out in faith, and you'll say things. Have you ever said something under the anointing and then tried to put it back in your mouth and you couldn't do it? It's like my whole life, you know? <laughs> it's like, oh, man, I said that. I have been, like, even, like, the, the unction of the Lord and, you know, that whole open your mouth and he will fill it kind of thing. That's a, you know, We pray those prayers like we want that until he starts doing it, and you're like, oh, man, I'm going to get myself beat up one of these days, right? But I remember even as a young man uh, coming out of a conservative uh, background and just freshly filled with the Holy Spirit, uh, I wasn't ever actually, people ask me all the time, I can't see your face, Rachel, it's bothering me. Um, even as a, as, as a young man, like I, I didn't actually have a mentor in the prophetic. I, I came straight out of a, a realm that didn't believe in it, and I was actually rejected and shoved away by a lot of people that I loved and held dear. And a big part of my story is that my heart was aching for a mentor and a spiritual father of some sorts, and I went through like an eight-year period where no one would mentor me. Now, I wasn't a rebellious horrible, awful guy. Um, I thought I was a pretty okay guy, um, but I would ask people, they would say no. I, I would ask people to say, you're not like me. I would ask people, they say, I don't have time for you, which I don't know if you've like come up in the church, but those are all the wrong answers for pastors to give you. And these people weren't awful people, but I thought that I had a sign on my head that said, re- you know, rejection, like, like don't accept him. I had this, this orphan mentality or this, this this bastard mentality that no one would father me, that no one would love me. There's something wrong with me. And uh, it really it really was a thing that, that, that the Lord had to set me free of later in life. But in that time period, uh, my heart would ache. I would just cry all the time in, in the secret place, in the private place uh, of, of worship with the Lord. I'd say, God, I, I, this, all I want is somebody to mentor me. Is there anybody around? And uh, it was a big ache of my heart. And his answer to me in that season was just he was quiet. He didn't say anything. But what he did was he mentored me and he fathered me in the prophetic. And I, I went through the word uh, and, and I got to know the Lord really well. And uh, the, the Lord is, is close to the brokenhearted, you know, and he comforts the afflicted. Um, he came to afflict the comforted and comfort the afflicted, right? You know, so like if you're comfortable, look out. <laughs> but if you're uncomfortable, that's why the Holy Spirit calls himself the comforter. If you're afflicted and uncomfortable, it's a good sign that the Holy Spirit's going to do some work in your life. And uh, he was really faithful to me, and I never actually sat down and said, I want to be a prophet. That wasn't a thing that I did. It wasn't celebrated in my culture. You were a heretic or, you know, blasphemer of the Lord if you even assumed to have the word of God. So here I find myself with the Lord seeking this out and wrestling with this prophetic call in my life. Uh, And he was really good, and he was really gracious to me. Uh, And I I find myself in these situations where I actually begin to have platforms and got connected to some charismatic, spirit-filled, Holy Ghost ninjas, right? I was crying out for a spiritual father, and the Lord gave me a spiritual mama. Uh, One of the ladies uh, that mentored me in the faith, Pastor Sandra Roach, I actually went from a Baptist church to a non-denominational, spirit-filled, tongue-talking church in the Bible Belt with a woman pastor. Oh, my goodness gracious. All those people that thought I was crazy and demonized, they knew it then, you know. 
But I was crying out for a father. The Lord gave me a mother, and, and I'm so grateful for her. And, and uh, two, she, she just mentored me in things and identified things that I didn't see in myself and was scared to say out loud. And, and she gave me space to exercise. I began to, to prophesy in the church. They're like, you have the prophetic in you. I'm like, yeah, that's not a thing. I don't know if you know that or not. Those don't exist anymore. She's like, whatever, you know. <laughs> And she loved me in my ignorance and, and gave me opportunities. And I would get up and I would prophesy and the unction of the Lord would come, like, rest on me. And I don't, you know, there's, yeah, there's some prophets, like, give them some slack. Because when the anointing rests on us, sometimes we look mean. I call it RPF, resting prophetic face. <laughs> some of you know. Another, you got nervous. They're like, what did he just say? But there is resting prophetic face. I have a whole file of photos where I just look like the stank face, right? Um, but sometimes when the anointing's like, we look really intense <laughs> because the prophetic comes with an edge. It's like a sword. And when you handle the sword, you don't always look like, hey, you know. So I, I would say things and I would be like, and the Lord says this. And I said, would call, like, I just didn't even know it was wrong to do this. I'd call people out. I was like, you're going to have a baby and there's going to be this. And I didn't know they were in, like, you know, it's not the thing I should have said. But it always came to pass. And I'd be like, you're going to be the next police chief of this city. And the Lord's anointed you. And I don't even know this cat. And they stand up and tell all this. And then I started uh, working with the territory. I thought it was interesting uh, that this morning, you know that you have been set up in this territory. God has given you this territory. Um, and you stand between life and death, and what you speak and declare over this territory matters. Like you're almost, uh, like there's authority that's been given to you as a house in this area to speak to uh, the, 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 the territory and the, uh, what natural things that are happening, weather patterns and stuff like that. Historically, it's always existed, and when I was anchored to a local church, I had authority in that realm, and the Lord was teaching me about it, and I would stand up and I would say, the Lord's going to do this, and as a sign, in six days, there's going to be an earthquake. And I'd be like, wow, you know, I... I wasn't supposed to say that. But in six days, there was an earthquake right where I said it was going to be. Now, was that my insight or was that the unction of the Lord wanting to affirm his word? Pretty sure it was the unction of the Lord wanting to affirm his word. But I, I feel like one of the things the Lord is going to grow this house in as a whole, not just leadership, but the entirety of the, of the, um, the house is, I don't know, a while back there was a, a video that, that went viral on YouTube. It was on every, uh, it was on every news network, but this... Um, this older Church of God Pentecostal lady went out, and, and there were tornadoes all around. And you see, like, the, like a big, like, tornado coming around. And this lady goes out, and she's like, oh, no. And she's like, shata mama yitidi, you know, like old school Pentecostal. I bind you in Jesus' name. And you can watch the tornado go back up into the sky. And I mean, like, this is, like, crazy. It went viral, millions of views. I'll try to find it and send it to you guys. I'm sure you might have seen it. But it's just, like, we have authority over weather, weather patterns. Now, I talked to you last night about Jesus didn't rebuke every storm. He rebuked one storm. So we need to understand the difference between rebuking the storms that are demonic and not from God and actually partnering with God just doing signs and wonders. And signs and wonders and weather patterns and things in the earth, they, they don't look like death and destruction because Jesus came that you might have life and life more abundantly. It doesn't look like steal, kill, and destroy. So natural weather patterns can exist and still there not be death and destruction and loss of life and property and this, that, and the other. Does this make sense? So understanding and partnering with the Spirit will give you the ability to do this. But I actually see an unction coming on this house where you will do that, that, that divine, like, I said it and I didn't mean to say it, but I can't unsay it. And I would speak of things, and even things like uh, there are natural patterns in the air, like uh, storms, 
um, fires, winds, and floods. They all happen. They're natural patterns that happen on the earth. And as humans establish, like, you know, cities and culture and stuff like that within it, we kind of sometimes disrupt that. And God's going to do certain things. So there are patterns and cycles that God does in the earth. They're not necessarily demonic. They're not necessarily sent of the Lord. Sometimes what we can see his goodness and his hand in it. But there doesn't have to be death and loss of life and loss of property and this, that, and the other. So I would propose to you that there will be patterns that the Lord gives you eyes to see that I'm going to do this, but no one will be hurt. Or I'm going to do this, but it's actually going to work out better. I, if, I've been around for a minute, and I, I've just been ministering in this capacity for three years. I've been moving as a prophetic voice and as, as, as someone in, a prophetic, uh, in the office of prophet, officially pe- recognized by people with a track record for more than 10 years. And um, you will start to see that God does things. God uses foolish things to confound the wise. I have, I have been in churches where the Lord came to all their intercessors, said there's going to be a storm. The church is going to be a total loss, but I'm going to work it out. So all of the people responded to the Lord, and they were safe. Uh, the insurance company came in and gave them like 500000 over what they were supposed to have and gave them their building, and the hand of the Lord worked. Does this make sense to you? And it wasn't a judgment, and no one lost their life, but the hand of the Lord is God is always causing all things to work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes. I've seen these kind of things happen over and over and over again. Now, don't make a, a rule where you don't go to the Holy Spirit about it, but I'm telling you that, that you are covered by the blood of Jesus. You are covered by the, the, the sovereign hand of the Lord, and what God has established, nobody's going to tear down. No, no demon, no principality, no power, whatever. And I'm telling you that there are about to be, I talked about it, signs and wonders that are going to happen uh, connected to prophetic words and connected to prophetic acts that you're going to begin to do. Uh, this house will be known for prophetic acts, that you will do things that are weird. We don't know why we're doing this, but all of a sudden it shifts something because the prophetic um, mandate that's on this house is not only to foretell, but to foretell, to call those things that aren't as though they are so that they can be so. There have been some weird, interesting things that have happened just since I've been here. And I'm not saying it's only because I'm here, but God always, there are significant moments, and we will miss them if we're not looking for them. Uh, uh, Yesterday, the 17th, what is today, the 19th? The 17th, uh, when we came in to start this, there was a uh, a 4.4 magnitude earthquake that happened in this state. And you look at moves of God historically and biblically, and when there are moves of God that, got, that are happening, there is a literal shaking, and the tectonic plates of the earth begin to shake. Um, and, and this is not the only time. It happened when I was in Pigeon Forge. Uh, uh, Randy and I, uh, we were going to Australia, and there was a significant move. And as we were in the midst of it, the Bible talks about the, the building where the meeting shook, right? There was a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and then other times the, the earth shook. When Jesus died on the cross, the, the earth shook. Uh, every time God moves greatly, there's a shaking. We were in Sydney, Australia, and the presence and the glory of the Lord fell in this room of about 2,000 people. And we're talking about radical deliverance, radical baptism in the Holy Ghost, and all of a sudden, the room began to shake. And it freaked us out. We're like, Is there, are there trains around here? Is there an airport around here? We tried every natural means to figure out what's going on. And it was a literal, uh, like an actual earthquake. The tectonics plates shifted. And what I found out later is when I was, we were on the plane on the, the short ride to Australia on the plane. I don't know if you've ever done that, but don't. You know, <laughs> it's, it's just like you're on the plane and you're, you watch the sun go up and then come back up. And you're like, what's going on? You know, like I just lost a day uh, of my life. Um, and we're there, and I found out afterwards, Randy literally was reading through the passages in the Bible about that, and he said, Lord, I'd like to be part of that one time. 
and like I would like to be there. And th- and then it literally happened. And Randy's like, "Why did it take so long for that to happen?" He's like, "You never asked me for it before, Randy." And uh, we didn't know that it was just an extra thing. But I'm telling you, these signs happen and they affirm. But it doesn't have to come accompanied with that. And the Lord is actually um, raising up again a standard in the prophetic in the earth. There was a season where there were a bunch of heavy-handed prophets that came in and kind of like maybe beat the sheep rather than encourage the sheep. And that's not healthy. Uh, prophecy exists for edification, exhortation, and consolation. We're to encourage you. We're to stir you up towards good works. And we're to comfort the brokenhearted. That's what it exists for in the new covenant. It's the same ministry that Jesus had. Um, however, there is still an office of prophet that has authority that can stand in territories and literally shift governments, shift weather patterns, decree the word of the Lord with signs accompanying, but it always looks like reconciliation and redemption. Why? Because God was in Christ recon- reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses, uh, not counting their trespasses against them, but imputing a righteousness. Does this make sense? Some of you are like, man, he talks really, really fast. This is not my message. This is just like stepping into it. And you're like, oh, God, he is going to go till three. <laughs> I might. You never know. But I, but I want to say this because it's going to begin to happen. There was an earthquake the other day when I got here, 4.4 magnitude that was crazy. Last night I talked, and, and when I came in that night, I was literally going through, and the Lord prompted me, not just because it's a normal thing. I've literally never been here before. I don't know much about this part of the world. I know that you have tornadoes. That's all that I know. But the Spirit of the Lord prompted me to bring up the, the encounter with the storm of glory and talk to you about lightning and wind, wind and lightning. And specifically last night, the emphasis was lightning. Job, in Job, it says God covers his hands with lightning. I spoke to you about signs in the natural of lightning accompanying things that are going to be uh, happening. And I don't troll the news. I'm not looking for stuff. But there was something that happened the other day here in this city uh, that I just want to, I just want to acknowledge. So just, just, mate, I could be wrong, but let's just, let's just look at it and see potentially could this be the Lord. So, so yesterday, um, lightning actually hit a church called Liberty Church here. Lightning hit a church called Liberty Church, and it sparked a fire. No one was harmed, and uh, everything was okay. But I find it interesting that maybe somebody moving the office of prophet would come to you, speak to you a message about lightning. Lightning would, would hit a church called Liberty Church in here and start a fire. Could God potentially be speaking that maybe God covers his hands with lightning, and he's touching the churches in this area, starting fires of revival again? Potentially. Possibly. Could be God be speaking through signs and wonders? Or could I be like somehow strategically figuring out where lightning's going to strike in different cities and trying to coordinate my messages with that? That sounds exhausting, actually. But that happened. It was interesting uh, that it happened. They posted it, too. Like, I have a thing with numbers as well. You guys have, like, the, the multiple 12s in your address, which is interesting. Um, so uh, the, uh, the uh, let's see, the earthquake... Um, it happened also, it was a 4.4 magnitude earthquake that happened at 333. It was just interesting. It was a four, you can go look it up on the ge, uh, geograph, geological whatever it's called. I'll send you the link or whatever. Um, but it happened, uh, it was a 4.4 that happened at 333. And then yesterday, you have a lightning strike hit the church down the road in Moore. It's a Liberty Church. Um, and it was posted on, on the, the website, 1234, which are, those are my numbers that the Lord speaks to me with. Um, and there's other things that are happening. Last night, you had radical lightning storms all across the place. I didn't look at the weather. I don't have time for that. Like, I, I legit don't. But I'm just telling 
telling you that God is going to begin to partner you guys in the, the authority that he's giving you with signs and wonders in the earth, in the heavens above, and on the earth below. And it's going to begin to uh, restore the, the awe and the fear of the Lord to the prophetic office, where sometimes when you move, you know, if you guys are like pioneers and trailblazers in the area, which I feel like you are, and they are the presence and glory and goodness of the Lord, Oftentimes there's accusation thrown at people that are that are the odd ducks or the ones on the fringe that are going after the signs, wonders, and miracles. Say so there's no validity in what they're doing, but I promise you that God always backs us up. When we only do what he's saying, or when we only say what he's saying and do what he's doing, all of a sudden he adds the authority and the affirmation from heaven where they don't maybe like what we're saying, but they get behind it because they recognize that they didn't know. Does this make sense to you? There's an authority coming on you guys. So uh, the word that the Lord gave me as we were, we were in the prayer circle, my, my, brother, uh, my brother was here and he was talking about, I don't know where you're at now, there's a man, he's talking about, he saw the Lord with a spring, uh, like a, almost like, a, like a, a metal automotive spring, and he saw like complete tension on it, and uh, like it was about to be released. And I believe that, that, that the word for you guys this morning, if you're taking notes, I believe the word over this house for this season is launch. L-A-U-N-C-H. The Lord is about to launch you into a different stratosphere of influence, of, of favor, of authority, and all of this stuff. And the Lord did a play on words um, with launch. And I'm going to do L-A-U-N-C-H and what they mean and uh, references. The, God dropped it in a moment. So uh, the word over this house right now is launch. God is about to launch you in a different uh, realm than you've ever been in before. And I even believe, honestly, some of the things I've talked with you a little bit, Grant, about the Lord wanting to place you and establish you, and it didn't even make sense to do it the way that he told you to do it until it does. You know, like it's funny how God says to do something. You're like, that's crazy, God, but I'll do it because you're God. And then later you're like, hey, God knows what he's talking about, right? But I feel like there's something, uh, and even I know because you made mention that you're, you're going that way, but I feel like there's expansion happening and there's growth happening in a, a very unique way. Uh, like I, like th- we're here today but it it's not, doesn't feel wrong. It doesn't feel like you're out of the timing of the Lord. But it doesn't feel right. Like, it just feels like this is bigger than it is. Like, I, I come into these places. It feels, it feels bigger in here than it is in the natural. And I feel like God is about to expand uh, tent pegs and, and give you greater authority. But even like this, I feel like there's expansion in a greater like. Like, this is just a foretaste. And this is just the beginning of what God's wanting to do. But there's growth coming. But it's coming this uh, through these mediums. So if you take L, do a dash. A, do a dash. You, you get the picture. We're going to have each one. So First uh, Peter 4, 7 through 8. Um, the ways uh, that God is going to begin to launch you will be these ways. He's going to launch you through love. First uh, Peter 4, 7 through 8 says this, But the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. And above all things, have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. And I really felt like the Lord was be- going to begin to raise you up in a prophetic intercession to a level of clarity and insight and understanding that, that is going to be like next level stuff. Sometimes we cry out for accuracy in the prophetic and, and the Lord pours it out maybe in an arena that we didn't understand. But I feel like your intercessory team is going to be stacked in this place. Like, like they're going to be getting the paper three days ahead of time and you're going to know like, hey, this needs to happen. I'm reminded of a story of Guatemala. I think it was back in the 80s. Um, 
there was a historic earthquake that happened in Guatemala City. A lot of a lot of damage took place, but there was one church within the city, and the intercessors actually, the Lord spoke to an intercessor in the city a year ahead of time. She saw a calendar, she saw the date, she knew there would be an earthquake, and the Lord said, "This is coming. It can't it can't be changed. It's one of these things where you you, you can't rebuke it. It's just going to happen. But you need to make preparation because there's going to be a shaking." Well, they got together with their church and under the advisory of their leadership, they believed that they were to go to government and let them know, hey, the Lord told us this. And you don't concern yourself with what you think the government's going to say. You obey the Lord every time. So they went and nobody listened to them and thought they were crazy, but they were so convinced that this was going to happen that they told everybody in their church that on this night, sleep outside. Do not sleep in your homes because there's going to come an earthquake and we, no one, uh, we don't want anyone to be hurt. Everybody in their congregation slept outside. The earthquake came. There was massive loss of life. There was massive death. And they did everything they could to warn, but the people still didn't hear. Noah did everything he was supposed to do, but the people still didn't listen. It wasn't on Noah that people felt. It was on him to relay the word of the Lord. And I'm telling you that God's going to begin to do these things. But it was, it was something that happened. And all of a sudden, the government, the president reached out to them and their intercessors and put that church over the head of the restoration process of Guatemala. And it sparked a revival because the fear of the Lord returned to the land. Not because God was judging with an earthquake, just because an earthquake was happening, but God was speaking to his people. And they were like the sons of Issachar. And they knew the times and the seasons and what to do in them. And because they were positioned and poised and, and had the fear of the Lord on them, Nobody in their congregation was hurt, and massive amounts of people swept into the kingdom. It sparked a nationwide revival within Guatemala. Uh, thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people. I, I have uh, uh, mentors and, and uh, spiritual papas in Guatemala. They said at that uh, time period, you could go to any street corner, stand up, and begin to preach the gospel, and no less than 20 people would give their life to the Lord. It was that level of the presence of God. And how could that actually come through a natural disaster? Well, if the sons and daughters of the living God who have authority and power and a knowledge of who they are begin to stand up and speak to the natural elements and actually be the answer. Christ in us is the hope of glory. And if he be lifted up, he'll draw all men to himself. They need to see hope inside of us. Does this make sense? So love is going to be one of the ways that is. Love covers a multitude of sins. But in your intercession, there's going to be, the Lord's going to begin to give you even things that are outside of some, uh, some trains of thought. Like the prophetic God will still share warnings. And the prophetic God will still share, hey, this is going to happen and it's not changeable, but partner with it. So I want to give you a heads up with that because it's going to require love and compassion and, and bearing with one another and love and walking with them in life and relationship to weigh these words out. Does this make sense? And in this house, if you are bent that way as an intercessor or a prophetic person and you aim to have your gift utilized in the local body apart from relationship, I got news for you. It is not going to happen that way. So embed yourself in the community and work with relationship. Does this make sense? I'm a prophet. I work with prophets all over the world. I don't care how prophetic you are. You're not you're not exempt from relationship and coming together with people. Uh, You're not like too high to step in rank and actually serve with your brothers and sisters. Does this make sense? And sometimes we, act, we, we put ourselves outside, and it's not like a principality or a spirit or, or rejection. Sometimes we're just hard to get along with, and we need to be nice. Does that make sense? I'm not rebuking anybody. I'm just saying. So love will cover a multitude of sins. That's 1 Peter 4, 7. The second way is authority. Uh, Matthew 28, 18 through 20. 
Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all the things that I've commanded you. And lo, I'm with you um, uh, always, even to the end of the age. I would remind you that Jesus did not only exercise authority over sickness and over death and teaching and preaching, but he also did miracles with nature and stuff like that. The man walked on water. He rebuked storms. He walked through walls. He levitated. He would transport. Like there is a realm of like, we'll do the same works as Jesus and greater. It's not just miracles. It's not just healings, but it's literal. We're going to begin to be a water walking generation. Like is anything too hard for God? Because the life Jesus lived was a model of the life you and I can live fully surrendered to the Holy Spirit. And that stuff was not relegated to Bible times. It's for right now. Is anybody hungry enough to find out? I'm hungry. I'm going to at least try. You know, I may fall in the pool a few times, but I'm going to try. You know, you got to take those, those first steps. We give him such a hard time because he sank after a while, while. But he's one of the only people in human history that walked on water for a little bit of time. And at least he got out of the boat. I mean, he put his coat on and got out of the boat. You know, like, have you read that? Like, who does that? You, you, if, if you think you're going to go swimming, you don't put your coat on. He was full of faith, believe, and stepped out. And he did it for a little while, and then he got distracted. Let's keep our focus on Jesus. It says, all authority has been given to me, and I give it to you. It's like I spoke to it. Don't, don't get excited because demons tremble at, your na- at you casting them out. Don't, don't get excited because demons leave when you use the name of Jesus. Be excited that you have relationship with God through Jesus Christ, and you are filled with the Holy Ghost. that all right? So we've got love, authority. Understanding is the next thing, uh, next way that the Lord's going to launch you. And uh, this is Ephesians 1, 17 through 23. Uh, these are building blocks for the next season. I really feel like I'm giving you like a five to eight year word for this house, uh, that you're going to find these things actually are the keys to breakthrough for where the Lord's taking you. Uh, but it's like, I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. This is really important because in prophetic circles and charismatic circles, we, we talk about re- revelatory realms and encounter, and we make it sometimes about the mystical and the angelic and glory realms. But the, the spirit, l- listen to this, so it's that the Father of glory may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Well, that's actually the, the revealing of Christ Jesus. So as Jesus as revealed in all of his glory, all of a sudden it opens up new realms of glory to you. Does this make sense? We don't have any, and if anybody tries to touch the glory of God, they die. But if you've already died to yourself and you're alive to Christ, you can now manifest the glory of God. So it's illegal to access glory any other way than through Jesus Christ. Does this make sense? So every bit of revelation, knowledge, wisdom, and understanding and insight that will come to you is through the door of the person of Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father but by me. And he's the Father of glory. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you, it's a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling. Christ in you is the hope of glory. What are the riches of his glory, of the inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power, it's all about him, toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ and he raised him from the dead, seated him at the right hand, at his right hand in heavenly places far above 
all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. I love the Bible. You guys like the Bible? It's like, man, this guy, it's 12-12 in case you were wondering. Um, uh, I love the Bible. And you, you want to get to know about Jesus and the Holy Spirit and Father God, just dive into that thing. If you feel stuck and you feel emotionally drained and all that stuff, just read the Bible. I promise eventually um, you'll break out of it. I, I promise eventually you're going to lay hold of a scripture that's going to be like a shot of adrenaline in your arm, and you will be able to get over the thing that's trying to oppress you. That was free. That was a side note. You guys all right? So we got love. We got authority. We got understanding. And newness, there is a newness coming to this church. There is a freshness of the Spirit coming to this. There is that, that joy of our salvation, that hour that we first believed, like a kid in a candy store kind of thing, that, that we are not been there, done that, got the T-shirt. We are like every day is a new adventure with God. And I am telling you that I'm telling you that I'm telling you there is something coming that's really good for this house. And that excites me. The Bible says, Romans 6, 4 through 6, um, and then 8 through 11, we're just going to jump over. I don't know why I did that, but maybe we'll just read what I have printed here. But it says, Therefore, uh, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead uh, by the glory of the Father, even so we should also walk in newness of life. For if we've been united together in the likeness of his death, then certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin, and it says, now if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him, and that means it doesn't have dominion over you. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life that he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to Christ Jesus our Lord. Are you guys okay still? Newness is a good thing. I'm all about some newness. Compassion. Anybody need a little help with compassion in the room? <laughs> Am I, I'm just going to claim this one. Some of us, we get so fixed and we get so locked into what God's doing. Uh, I'm a goal-oriented guy. Like I'm like, these are my goals. I'm going to set them. I want to be there yesterday, right? And I, I want to get to them. And sometimes in my pursuit of the Lord and what he's looking to do, I overlook <clears throat> people. And I overlooked that the goal of the gospel is God reconciling mankind to himself. And, and the, 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 the two major ones are love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. I'm real good at the first one. The second one I'm not so great at. Sometimes I just want to choke the life out of my neighbor. I might be the only one. Um, but sometimes the problem with Christianity is it's just like i got to love people all the time. And people are not nice sometimes. But God gives us the ability to do it. So I also felt like compassion was another thing that was coming. Uh, Colossians 3.12, this is something uh, that, that I felt like the Lord was going to do. It's, it's almost like a garment shift or a clothing shift, like cloaking you in something new. But Colossians 3.12 says this, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion or tender mercies, um, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And I just feel like the Lord is, in, in, as, in as well as the, the love covers a multitude of sins, 
Well, it, it's easier for love to cover a multitude of sins when compassion is your clothing, if this makes sense. So God is going to even soften hearts and break hearts where there used to be righteous indignation that would rise up over things. I actually saw the Lord giving fresh vision to see the reason why people are in the pits that they're in. You know, and, and sometimes when you hear somebody's story, it's a lot easier to love them. It's really easy to be dogmatic and legalistic and stand on a soapbox and say, you should be this way. But sometimes people have had a raw deal thrown at them in life. Some people, uh, some people have gone through some, some stuff you wouldn't know about. And I see through compassion, uh, the Lord is actually going to give you eyes to see them for who they are. The final thing is, is holiness, that through these things, the Lord is going to bring you to a new understanding of holiness and a revelation that Christ in you is the hope of glory and that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. But it's only as you gaze upon him, only as you fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith, only as you lift your eyes to the hills from whence comes your help, like only as your, your eye becomes uh, single and your whole body is like Jesus. Jesus is a central focus of the gospel. Forgetting all, I just preach Christ and him crucified. Christ and him crucified. Psalm 96, 8 through 9. I, I see this be beautiful visitation of the Lord as you remember that holiness is only um, oriented around uh, how close I am to the Father. And Psalm 96, 8 and 9 says this. Give to the Lord glory, do his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of his holiness, and tremble before him all the earth. There's something about worshiping the Lord in the beauty of his holiness. And I felt like there were suddenly moments coming in your worship where you just be like, this is just where we're just going to worship. And all of a sudden, it's like something cracks open in the room. We're like, whew, he's here, guys. He's here. Never forget in your pursuit of all things revival, awakening kingdom, that he is a central focus of heaven. Like, it's not miracles, signs, and wonders. It's not salvation even. It's not uh, even, like, the, the culture uh, being reformed. It's not even reformation. It is that Jesus Christ is, is high and lifted up, and God is glorified through that, and the Holy Spirit is in operation in our life. Is this okay? So God wants to launch you. You want to look at it one more time together? Who took notes with me in here? He's going to launch you through, first, love. Second, a revelation of your authority. There's going to be deeper understanding that comes through the revelation of Jesus Christ. There's a newness coming to this house that's going to be like a fresh wind from heaven. Uh, there's compassion that you will be clothed in that's going to give you a, the ability uh, to move in love in greater capacities. And there's also this revelation of worshiping him in the beauty of his holiness and this thing that as he is in this world, so are we. And that we are anchored. Uh, we have this hope as an anchor to the soul as Christ in us is actually the hope of glory. Would you stand to your feet? And I just want to do some activations uh, really quickly. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If somebody wants to play music or we could play a backtrack, whatever works, that would be great. God, we just welcome you in this place. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for what it is that you're doing in this territory. Lord, I thank you for a well-rounded, well-balanced house, God. Lord, I thank you that there's already um, great wells and great depths of uh, of um, of of connection to you in this place, but I thank you that you're launching them into a completely uh, different stratosphere. And I, I thank you, God, 
for warfare on different planes, for warfare on different planes, for warfare seated in heavenly places. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Yeah, yeah. We just say, come Holy Spirit in this place even now. Can I just bless this house? I just bless uh, Bethel here in Oklahoma. Lord, I just bless what you've already done. I, I even bless, we, we celebrate ahead of time for what you're about to do. Lord, I thank you for expansion. Lord, I thank you for expansion. I thank you for expansion. I thank you that the, uh, the businesses and homes of this fellowship will be abundantly blessed in the days ahead. That they will be abundantly blessed in the days ahead. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you for the anointing for business government and finance that rest over this house, for business, government, and finance that rest over this house, God. Hallelujah. 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 I feel like the Spirit of the Lord, and if this is, this is for you, just reach out and claim it. I'm not going to like specifically call out people unless the Lord addresses, but I felt like the Lord was, was giving, you know, God gives the ability to, to create wealth, and uh, He owns the cattle on a thousand hills, but I saw very specifically some people looking at some, uh, some, some different accounts that they had and some different sums of money that they'd acquired over the years. And the Lord's going to begin to give strategy and downloads of where to invest it and what to invest. I felt like some of it was in stocks and some of it was in real estate and some of it was in, in some various other things. I, I felt like the Lord was going to give wisdom, uh, like even some people to come to you for business startups and said, hey, would you, would you invest this much and I'll give you this on a return? Uh, as the business develops. And I feel like God is giving investors strategy uh, for where to invest and how to invest. God, I bless that in Jesus' name. I thank you for wisdom, insight, and understanding. And I see radical return, um, radical return, radical return, like tenfold stuff. Like I invested this much and I got tenfold on it and it was the easiest thing I ever did. I feel like people that have worked 40 years to get somewhere, in five years, they're going to get what they got in 40. I really feel like there's a radical wealth transfer that God is doing in this house. also felt like the significance of from the youngest to the oldest in this house, from the oldest to the youngest, that nobody sits on a bench around here, that all everybody plays, like everybody plays in the kingdom. There are no bench warmers in the kingdom. There are no bench warmers in the kingdom. There are no bench warmers in the kingdom. Thank you, God. 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 There's a grace even for tech startup stuff, like web-based tech startups and companies like that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Like what? Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Just begin to close your eyes. And particularly if you're in business, particularly if you have a mind for management and admin, I really believe there's just a grace right now for the Lord to release strategy to you for the days ahead. Wow. Wow. I see like fresh oil on dreams, fresh oil on dreams, and not just like the, the prophetic-y God kind of dreams, but actually the dreams you've had in your heart for a very long time, like I've always wanted to open up this business, I've always wanted to do this, and God's unlocking resources to do so in the days ahead. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Not exclusively in, in, in web and tech, but also there's construction stuff. And I, I feel like even like with an excavation company or something like with excavation and heavy equipment, like God's actually breathing on. So if that's you, I would encourage you that God's making a way for it. But we just bless what you're doing in this house. I thank you, God, for these families. Lord, I thank you for whole families moving in kingdom glory. Whole families moving in the prophetic discernment, rightly dividing the word of truth, manifesting your kingdom, miracle signs and wonders attached. Lord, I bless the children's ministry. Lord, I bless the workers there. God, I pray for outbreaks of your presence and glory in their midst. Yeah, yeah, that even like, yeah, that even like we'd be in here worshiping and we're like, hey, the Spirit of the Lord's across the hall. Go over there. Like you just go, just come and watch and see what the Lord's doing. Just come and watch and see what the Lord's doing. Watch and see what the Lord's doing. You know, like Revelation, come up here, I want to show you some things. I hear the Lord saying, come over here, I want to show you some things. Reframing our understanding of pursuit of him and what he wants to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little seers, little prophets, little prophets, little seers. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Wow. Pay attention to the intercession of your children. Pay attention to the good night prayers and the good morning prayers and the and the and the ones at meals. Pay attention to what they're saying. The unction of the Lord's about to hit the children in a way you've not seen before. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. He's releasing like angelic swirls. It's just like you're gonna start to recognize the presence of the angelic over your kids in a weird way. Hallelujah. 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 Look for the signs. Look for the signs. Look for the signs in conversation. Look for the signs in conversation. Talking about Jesus at breakfast. And feathers appear. Gold begins to manifest. Oil begins to manifest. Look for the signs. There'll be teachable moments for you and your household. Teachable moments for you and your household. Lord, do what you do in our house. Do what you do in my house with my kids. Do it with them. We just lose that testimony. There's no junior Holy Spirit. There's no little Holy Spirit. Without measure, Father. Without measure. Without measure. Loose a boldness in these kids. <laughs> Woo! There it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Loose that David thing. That who is this uncircumcised Philistine who mocks my God anointing? That. Boldness. <laughs> when the army's shaking in their armor, send the little ones to cross the chicken line. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's it. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. What do you want to say? What do you want to do? Wow, 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 wow.
I keep seeing a picture. I see like a little kid drawing in crayon with a picture of a person with a head and neck injury where the person has a halo on, like a, like the medical apparatus. I see this very specifically, so I need to release it because I feel like it's a real thing that's going to happen. Uh, that that I feel like there's going to be breakthrough connected to somebody with a, a strong head and neck injury that required the use of a halo. And the kids are going to are actually going to receive uh, the unction of the Lord to pray for that person. There's going to be a radical healing uh, that's going to be like the fl- like cracking open the floodgates of some serious miracles uh, with the children. So look for that. Look for that. Look for that. It's like I keep hearing that Beyonce song. I can see a halo. <laughs> so bad. It's the way the Lord talks to me. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. That's another song. You know, like I just can't get away from the songs. Hallelujah. 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 Wow. He's just good. He's just good. I would encourage you to tarry with the Lord. He's not in a rush. He's always on time. You don't have to drag it out for the sake of dragging it out. You don't have to shorten it for the sake of keeping things short. Just Remember that a day with the Lord is like a thousand years. A thousand years is like a day. When His presence steps in, the restrictions of time and space step out. It's just a reality. In His glory, in His presence, the limitations are taken off. So I even just speak to physical bodies that have been adversely affected by time and deterioration and loss. And I just say, respond to the glory of God. Respond to the timing of the Lord. So to degenerative disc... um, I speak, be restored in the glory of the Lord. To arthritis and myalgia, I say respond to the glory of the Lord. Bow your your knee to the name of Jesus. To eyes that have grown dim and ears that have grown dim, we say come alive and come awake to the glory of the Lord, that Zoe life that Jesus promised. Life and life more abundantly, that newness of life. (laughs) You promised it, God. Loose it in this house. Loose it in this house. Hallelujah. Sustaining glory. Sustaining glory. Sustaining glory. I I heard the Lord say he's going to call some of you out of retirement and into revival. (laughs) Whoa. You only thought you were chilling out. (laughs) Lord's like, I got some stuff for you to do. I got some stuff for you to do. Hallelujah. 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 I actually, I'm seeing the, the Lord actually beginning to, there's an there's a, 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 a influx of souls into the kingdoms, but it's 70 and above. Like, like evangelize 70 and above. Don't, like, don't forget about 70 and above. Don't negate that. Don't walk away from that. Like some of you have been looking for, looking to come in churches and for stadiums, and you need to go to the nursing home, and you need to evangelize some of those people because they're waiting. They're waiting, they're waiting, they're waiting. I, I feel the Spirit of the Lord on that. Some of you are going to be gripped with conviction because it's just never occurred to you before. But there's, there's a grace to see people 70 and above swept into the kingdom that have never given their life to Jesus that are going to do it. Don't concern yourself with the rest, but go serve those. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, God. Just lift your hands really quickly. I'm going to. 
Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. King of glory, have your glory. We just say we only want you. We only want you. We only want you. Let everything else fade away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hallelujah. I ask for a fresh anointing, a fresh glory, a fresh impartation to rest on this house, to abide in the secret place of the Most High, to rest in the shadow of your wings, that we step into your presence, that we would step into the cloud, we would step into your glory, into the person of Jesus Christ, and we would never step out again. Baptize us in your goodness until there are no more bubbles coming up, that we are utterly captivated by the hope that we have in you. (laughs) Make us misty-eyed and starry-eyed so we can't even see what the enemy is throwing our direction. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There it is. There's There's a thing of peace, the shalom peace of God resting on you, even now. Oh, he's good. He's good, he's good, he's good. Well, we say yes. We say more. We say, "Uh uh-huh. We'll take some of that. Press down, shaking together, overflowing. Saturate us. Saturate us. Saturate us in the dew of heaven. Wow. (laughs) Whew. Yep. Yep. Put your hand on your forehead real quick. Keep your eyes closed. Pray a really super deep spiritual prayer. Pray it together, right? More, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. (laughs) More, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. Fresh baptism. (laughs) Whoa. If you felt like at any point like hot oil was poured on the top of your head or down your shoulders, raise your hand at me real quick. Anybody feel like warm oil being poured on their head? Yeah. Just, just put your hands up in the air. Just, just we receive, Father. We receive. We receive. We receive. We receive. We receive. We receive right now. Oil of gladness. Be loosed in this place. Some of you, it's like your, your ears just got lit up. Fire of God. The Lord's going to begin to speak, you, speak to you more clearly than he has in a long time. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, shama yelie tokosha. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
We just say, seal this by your Holy Spirit and fire, God. Seal it. Seal it, seal it, seal it with your signet ring from heaven. We rest in the promises that you've laid out for us. Lord, I bless this house. Whether the blessing of global, at the blessing of... Uh, the collective people that we represent and the testimonies rest on this house. Miracles, signs, wonders, awakening, revival, encounter. Blessing in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.